The PS5 Pro will be market disruptive if the recent batch of rumors about it are true. On the heels of big sales numbers for the PS5 and more bad news for Xbox hardware distribution, I even did a live show combing over a Windows Central article saying that the crisis facing Xbox is hardware. PlayStation is now in a prime position to completely slant not just the console market, but the gaming market in their favor. So I want to look at the recent rumors and consider what this will do to the market. When I first heard about the PlayStation 5 Pro, I said, from what I'm hearing, this could be a market disruptive device given what it's going to offer to not just gamers, but to developers. There are devs to consider in this equation, and that seems to be what everybody keeps forgetting now i put all the good information right here at the beginning of the video it's a longer monologue to open up the show with everything about my thoughts and everything i've researched and then i discuss it with the live audience so hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these shows If the latest rumors about the PS5 Pro are true, I believe it will be a market-disruptive piece of hardware. While many still doubt already that the PS5 Pro is coming, some even claiming it is a bad decision, the rumors continue to swirl and heat up, and it sounds very promising. So first, I want to look at the rumors and what is being leaked. Right on the heels of my Series S coverage, this info is concerning to Series X owners. This just came out digital foundries combing over it everybody is discussing this alleged ps5 pro and it sounds to be a very very strong machine secondly i want to talk about what this will do with respect to developers i believe the relationship developers are already forming with the ps5 is changing things and the pro could even further that third i want to look at the recent multi-plat games discuss why i think there will be more timed exclusives i will argue again in this video why i think timed exclusives are better for the games and better for gamers i know time exclusivity is a dirty word in the gaming world but i think you're going to see a whole lot more of it lastly i want to consider if the ps5 pro will pull anybody from the pc user base surely this is a challenge you've got the steam library you've got mouse and keyboard and the pc platform is more open so i want to discuss whether or not that's even a concern for PlayStation. So, what are the rumors? Now, it needs to be established that this is from Tom Henderson. Now, Tom Henderson was one of the first, if not the first, to break the PS5 Pro leaks and rumors. And when folks doubted him, he sort of flexed after the PlayStation Q Lite was announced because that was another leak that everybody doubted him on. There's no way that's real. There's no way they're doing a PlayStation handheld. And when that happened, he said, well, maybe I should drop the specs of the PS5 Pro just to say, hey, I'm telling the truth. This thing is coming. Now, according to Richard Ledbetter from Digital Foundry, he actually was writing for Eurogamer. He said the following. I talked a little last week about the PS5 Pro specification as outed by journalist Tom Henderson. He's previously established trust in his sources by correctly predicting the Project Q handheld, but the jury's still out on his reports on the new PlayStation 5 model with a detachable optional drive. So there's this idea that the PlayStation 5 Slim that everybody's talking about, Tom Henderson's been like, I- I've not heard about a Slim. He's heard about a unit 
unified SKU, that means there will only be one PlayStation 5. They'll no longer have the disk drive version. Now, it might be slightly smaller. We are hearing rumors about them changing some of the internals, but it's not going to be billed as a slim. It's just going to be the PlayStation 5. This is going to help lower production cost. Streamline production help them hit that 25 million units in 2023 that they would like to hit just for the year as well as get as many out as in, in circulation as possible. So I think that's what we keep hearing about. Now, that's also going to be coming with a detachable disk drive, and that is their way, I think that's sort of their runway to the PS5 Pro. I think Tom's continue to get these things right, the Q, the unified SKU, the PlayStation 5, and the Pro. And they will be, I think, able to be in a great position to then lower the cost of the PlayStation 5, and the timing lines up very well. When the PlayStation 4 Pro came out, there was 50 million PlayStation 4s in circulation. Well, the PS5 just hit 40 million, and by the time the PS5 Pro rolls around, they'll probably have way more than 50 million in circulation, especially if the speculations are true that it lands late 2024. I could see them announcing this in the summer of 2024. Now, Eurogamer goes on to say this about the PS5 Pro, which is codenamed Trinity. Quote, The specs he offers for Trinity amount to 30 WGPs, 18,000 mega transfers a second memory, an 8K performance mode, and accelerated ray tracing. The chip at the heart of the machine is codenamed Viola, a state of affairs corroborated by Kepler, who seems to have knowing about this or knowledge about this and other AMD processors since at least March or April. So that's a lot of numbers and words. There apparently is a chip called Viola that's at the heart of what's going to be happening in the PlayStation 5 Pro and Kepler on Twitter seems to be in the know about AMD processors and things coming down the line. So in my initial reporting about this, I just zeroed in on the accelerated ray tracing. That caught my attention. That's going to come back into play when I talk about the developers. Previously, Digital Foundry did not see the point in a PS5 Pro. Namely, Alex on their podcast was saying, we haven't even really seen the PlayStation 5 get up to speed yet. It feels like the generation's just starting. They echoed this again, Ledbetter and John Lenneman. They echoed this again on a Digital Foundry Direct video saying, it just feels too early okay i'm no expert but i've continued to say that we're already really close to the ceiling of the ps5 a lot of people disagreed with me but i think if you look at burning shores i think if you look at final fantasy 16 i don't think you're going to squeeze a whole lot more out of the playstation 5 even final fantasy 16 is struggling with its performance mode now many many are citing that that's like fsr1 and if they can upgrade that later to fsr2 or 3 that could make a huge difference so there are performance issues that could be resolved, but I don't think you're going to see the doors get blown off. I don't think you're going to see more accelerated ray tracing. I don't think you're going to see 8K or 4K 60, because right now, anytime they do 4K with ray tracing, you're generally getting 30 frames per second. Now, Richard Ledbetter went on to say, referring to their Digital Foundry coverage, he said, in the direct, we talk about what a PS5 Pro could actually deliver that's worthwhile to the audience, having previously not seen the point of the machine so he's conceding that they previously thought ps5 pro there's no point to it yet 
on the actual direct video, if you watch it, the three gentlemen basically don't understand why there's even a focus on 8K. Currently, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X both have 8K on the box, but they have not turned it on. Like, it's not even turned on in the software. I didn't know this. I know there's an 8K game for PlayStation 5, but they have not turned on support for this. So that is something that may be coming then with the PS5 Pro is it'll just be sort of built in to the box. Now, he goes on to say in the article, the leak spec does suggest that a PS4 Pro Lite device is viable. Not quite the doubling of compute units we saw in the Pro, but there's the potential for much higher clock speeds to deliver a a notional two times boost to performance. The faster memory would be in line with the kind of bandwidth increases we saw in the Pro, but really, it's what we don't know that's arguably more important. So they're speculating a potential two times boost to performance. Something they talked about on their Digital Foundry Direct was a lot of this is going to have to be through clock speed. You're just going to have to increase clock speeds. You're not necessarily going to be able to do it other ways. There's concern about backwards compatibility. I'll get to that in a moment. It's crazy given the performance of first party games on the PlayStation 5 are already quite good that we could see something that is giving us twice that in performance. As Richard states, it's not what we know, it's what we don't know. So on the subject of backwards compatibility, this is a concern. He has the following to say. Firstly, there's the question of backwards compatibility. Sony achieved this on PS5 and PS4 Pro by delivering hardware symmetry with prior systems. PS4 Pro literally doubled or mirrored the existing GPU and could effectively disable the second half of it to maintain compatibility with the older system. PS5 had the same compute unit count as a PS4 Pro and relied on hardware back compat to get the job done. Now keep in mind, I believe there'll be anti-Sony fans that try to run with this and misunderstand what he's saying he is specifically speaking to how they achieve backwards compatibility how did you do that handoff from the previous gen to the new gen and not create a bunch of problems he's not speaking to the overall power of the machine now he sees this as being a potential challenge from the ps5 to the PS5 Pro. He says this, Achieving the same on PS5 with 60 compute units may suggest a different strategy on Sony's part this time. A 60 CU part with hardware symmetry along with li- along the lines of the PS4 Pro would require an 80 CU GPU, which would be a tremendous amount of wastage. He went into detail about how they like turn portions of these things off for stability and stuff. I didn't really understand what he was talking about, but that's why he's using the term wastage, as you're going to have this ADCU GPU in the device, and that would be, in his mind, a lot of wastage. So, you couldn't necessarily do, I don't think, a PS5 Pro without backwards compatibility. That would not work. There's speculation that the Nintendo Switch 2 won't have backwards compatibility. It will. They've already talked about a smooth transition of your accounts. Backwards compatibility is a consumer expectation at this point. Digital library continuity is a huge expectation right now, especially when you're doing a mid-gen refresh, or if you do a Switch 2 or a PS5 Pro, you cannot avoid backwards compatibility. That is a 
fair expectation. Now, Richard also had the following to say about accelerated ray tracing. I think this is probably the most important part of what the PS5 Pro is going to offer. He says, the concept of accelerated ray tracing may simply be achieved via clock speed boosts, or it may be the case with the current or future AMD tech could be brought into play. It's also conceivable that Mark Cerny and his team may have their own custom ray tracing designs. I would put money on it it being something that Mark Cerny's cooked up, but we don't know. We'll have to wait and see. This is obviously speculation because at this time, we're not really sure how they're going to achieve accelerated ray tracing. According to Digital Foundry in the past, the current consoles, Series X and PlayStation 5, are not even tapping into the full suite of what can be done with ray tracing. I don't think they will. I think it's too demanding. I think it hurts performance too much. And this could be one of the reasons the PS5 Pro could land and be very different in that regard. More than anything, they were confused by the focus on 8K, especially in the Digital Foundry Direct. Given that the PS5 has still not even received an update for 8K support, okay? Why are you suddenly focusing on 8K? Now, there's a huge demand, I think, for 4K, but there's not really a huge demand for 8K. 8K monitors, 8K televisions, they're not high in circulation or market saturation. They're incredibly expensive. If you go to the store to get one, I did a quick Google search. I was seeing $3,000, $4,000 televisions. Most people are buying televisions right now in the $1,000 to $2,000 range, so 8K is looking to easily be twice that, all right? In other words, if there's not high demand for 8K and there's a lack of market saturation for 8K screens, why would you do this, okay? Even the Xbox Series X, according to my research, has not turned on 8K support yet. There's probably no reason to. There's no real demand. There's not a lot even out there that you would want to look at that's 8K. Now, many have speculated that both consoles are waiting on an 8K breakthrough. The Digital Foundry Direct video focused on the 8K aspect of this quite a bit. Now, they didn't see this as a selling point. They seem to think that a 4K performance mode able to hit 60 FPS consistently would be a stronger selling point. I kind of agree with them, but I don't agree with them that 8K wouldn't be beneficial as a marketing point. I'll, I'll explain why in a moment. Richard said this in the article. An 8K performance mode again seems to suggest custom hardware, but quite why 8K receives such a focus when a 4K performance mode makes more sense is a touch baffling. I will say, promoting a console that could actually push, actually push an 8K fidelity mode, that would be a huge advantage in the market. Well, why? Well, because nobody else is. Both consoles put 8K on the box. Most of us ignored that, given it wasn't in the videos, it wasn't in the ads. None of the marketing around games was talking about 8K games. It was just on the box. And it was like, what the heck does that even mean? Why is 8K on there? At the time, and you got to think, in 2020, three years ago, no one was really talking about 8K. Most of us were just, you know, recently getting into 4K televisions. Keep in mind, that was three years ago, and if the PS5 Pro lands at the end of 2024, that's four years into the life cycle. Suddenly seeing a console promoting 8K quality modes with 4K60 performance modes, that would be a huge dividing line in the market. Nobody else can even attempt to claim this, even if the 8K aspect would be a bit gimmicky and not really utilized by most consumers because of their screens, being 4K screens, 
If it means getting a stable 4K60 mode, that would be a huge win for PlayStation marketing, but also for consumer experience. Imagine every game that comes out, you're like, 8K fidelity? I don't need that. I don't even have an 8K television. Give me that 4K60. That would be a remarkable step up for console gaming. Keep in mind, we're talking about a console. We are not talking about a beefy PC right now. All of this leads to my next point. This is the primary foundational reason why I think the PlayStation 5 Pro will be market disruptive. Devs will flock to a PlayStation 5 Pro. They will. They, they're, they're already leaning to the PS5, okay? For a while, I myself thought that ray tracing was a gimmick that simply murdered performance. I would consistently say that. Quit putting ray tracing in your games. It's just a stupid gimmick, and all it does is hurt performance. At some level, this is true, okay? It does murder performance. For the most part, the ray tracing we have seen on console has not been tectonic. It seemingly just hurts performance more than it gives in pretty lighting, right? And I know this is subjective. Some people see ray tracing and like that that's all that matters and they don't care if it requires 30 FPS. I, for one, have never seen ray tracing on a console that looks good enough to play a game at 30 FPS. Now, I had folks in my community telling me, one of them was Wheezy, He's been around for a long time. He's like, look, man, ray tracing is going to be one of the most important aspects of development going forward. You need to research this. So I researched it. At least three years ago, devs were already seeing the benefits, and there were predictions about ray tracing being significantly impactful in the gaming world with respect to development efficiency. The most basic and quick answer I can give you is that it automates much of the development that goes into lighting. They can, like, place a light source, and ray tracing does a lot of the work for them after that. Like, here's the light. How's it interact with everything here? How bright is it? All of that. It automates a lot of it. That's just a very layman's explanation. I'm not a super tech guy, but... Why is this important? Well, if the PS5 Pro succeeds in accelerating ray tracing, that will be very inviting to developers. The more ray tracing becomes standard and a utilized tool for development efficiency, the more appealing the PS5 Pro will become. Keep in mind, it will be one ecosystem. You will develop for the PS5 Pro, get to do all that amazing stuff with ray tracing, and then turn elements of the ray tracing off for the PS5 because the PS5 can already do ray tracing to a certain degree so your 4k 60 ray tracing mode on your pro would likely be a 4k 30 ray tracing mode on the PS5 this would be very appealing to developers because it would essentially be developing for one ecosystem that's allowing you to do one of the primary things that developers want to do right now and that is speed up efficiency while doing all the cool things they like to push the technological envelope currently there already is a brewing narrative that devs prefer to work with the ps5 mark cerny is likely looping back to all the developers that he spoke with and said what more could we do for you ps5 dev kits great we really worked with you guys on what you needed what you wanted what more could you want what more could you need one of the reasons the ps5 is sitting where it is with respect to performance is because they asked devs what they wanted and needed and the ps5 pro will likely not be any different this could be the reason that we're hearing about 8k it could be the reason we're hearing about accelerated ray tracing boosting the 
those two things may alleviate some of the challenges that games are currently facing with 4K and ray tracing being performance killers. I believe that the market is already responding to the PS5. Microsoft actually sensed this. I believe there was already a lean toward the PlayStation 5 brewing amongst developers. They admitted this when they bought Bethesda. They said, we didn't want any more titles going to Sony. That trend was already happening with Deathloop and Ghostwire and Starfield was next on the docket for discussions and negotiations with Sony. They internally analyzed after Bethesda who they could purchase, who they could buy. The Activision deal is a great way to stop the larger dev market from preferring one platform over yours. If you own the devs, they can't edge you out. They can't give you the cold shoulder. This is why I believe the PlayStation 5 Pro will be market disruptive. Microsoft sensed that disruption and acquisitions are their answer to that problem. Now this is related to one of my other predictions because if this is indeed the beginning of a market slant towards Sony as a platform, I believe we will see more timed exclusives. I've had many people disagree with me because I claim that timed exclusives are actually better for gamers. Essentially, my argument is that multi-plat games take longer to develop, and they tend to be less optimized. Look at the recent batch of multi-plats for proof of this. Jedi Survivor, Remnant 2, Wolong. These are just a few examples of games this year running poorly on PC, but also on console, but mainly on PC. That's where a lot of these problems seem to be emerging. Remnant 2 seems to have fared the best, but even it's continuing to have its score lowered and bad response from PC audience. Wolong just recently apologized to the public and it currently is sitting at a 46% on Steam. They still have not resolved the issues. Jedi Survivor is at a 63% on Steam. And Remnant 2 dropped from an 86%, a pretty strong score, down to an 80%, a flat 80, due to growing complaints about stutters and optimization. And guess what? You waited longer for Remnant 2 than if it would have just launched for one system. It would have been out earlier. Let's just say it was built for PS5 first. It would have launched sooner, and then a year later it could have come to other platforms. You ended up waiting roughly amount the same amount of time, and you got a less optimized version of the game. So a timed exclusive doesn't really disrupt the launch timeline that much. You can wait a year. So imagine a game comes out in January of 2023, and then in January of 2024, it gets kicked to the other platforms. It's a time exclusive. Well, let's rewrite that history, and instead of landing in January of 2023, it lands in June as a multi-plat. So you had to wait a little bit longer for it to come out, but hey, it was a multi-plat. I didn't have to wait an entire year. Well, the games that are coming out in this condition I think are proving that it extends the development time of the game it hurts optimization and efficiency so this is one of the other aspects of market disruption that I could see coming from a PlayStation 5 Pro the PlayStation 5 sales number and the projections for the PlayStation 5 base unit are already going to help timed exclusives land on Sony more than anywhere else why? well they have more consoles they are killing it right now with sales and they're set to surpass PlayStation 4, but the PS5 Pro will likely be the death knell in this conversation. Devs love to push the envelope and do more, and there will only be one console helping them do that. Nintendo's not setting its sights on high, high performance and helping with ray tracing or better resolution or better performance. That's not Nintendo's goal, and that's totally fine. 
Xbox is certainly not helping with that, given that their main console is the Series S, the weakest console in the market right now. Obviously, if you ignore Nintendo, the weakest next-gen console in the market right now. So this could affect that entire ecosystem, but this could also affect the way that games hit the PC landscape day one. Recent commentary from devs at Wolong, for example, cited the off-sided problem of all of the different configurations on PC. And yes, I know, Capcom has been delivering in this department, but not all games and engines are equal. Capcom seems to have some sort of secret sauce, but multi-plat games outside of Capcom are struggling, and they always seem to struggle the most on PC. This means that the PS5 and the PS5 Pro could offer something even the PC landscape cannot. Power within one ecosystem. Now, if I'm right in my prediction, and the market starts to lean towards the PlayStation platform, the last thing to consider would be, will the PS5 Pro be strong enough and winsome enough to pull from the PC audience? So, let's talk about PC gamers very briefly. While I do not think that a large concern of Sony is to make sure they pull from the PC audience. Their willingness to put their games on PC later shows me that I don't think the priority of a PS5 Pro would be to win over PC gamers. They're just selling to them later. And yes, Ratchet and Clank did not do very well sales-wise. It's not surprising. It is not a you know popular title on PC. It's firmly cemented in the PlayStation identity, and it came later. That's always going to be a challenge with PlayStation's strategy, especially there could be an age demographic situation. God of War did quite well, and Sackboy and Ratchet and Clank did not. And then Returnal, I have my own theories as to why Returnal did poorly. They used the Epic Online services for co-op. Everybody freaked out day one and thought that it ghost-installed the Epic Game Store. Steam users do not like other launchers. So, it's an interesting consideration, though, that given that most of the common PC hardware setups that are out there, according to Steam's own data and their own charts, these most people have a PC roughly equivalent to a PS5, you know, or maybe slightly higher. But most people are not running extremely powerful rigs, according to Steam's own charts. Now, what a PS5 Pro, if it doubles the performance of a PS5, for 600 bucks, let's say, would that be appealing to a PC gamer? For the most part, I would say no. They like their open platform. They like the ability to upgrade, make changes. They like that they don't have to pay for online multiplayer. And two of the biggest hurdles in my mind would be Steam and mouse and keyboard. Number one, maintaining their Steam library and not having to use another launcher is a huge issue with PC gamers. If they're unwilling to use another launcher on their PC, they certainly would not want to use a console, regardless of how strong that it is. And the lack of mouse and keyboard support would be an issue. Yes, the PlayStation 5 has native mouse and keyboard support, but it's up to the devs to allow allow for it or build for it, and some of them are actually against it. Feeling that mouse and keyboard on a console creates an advantage and a problem in competitive games, some games have even said they will not allow mouse and keyboard to be used on a console. So if a really strong PS5 Pro hits the market, even at a price point of 600 bucks, I don't see it making a dent in the PC gamer world. Yes, 
promoting a device at $600 that can do 4K60 games would be a huge, huge temptation, but PC gamers would likely feel they're losing far too much to jump into the ecosystem. It would certainly mean that games coming to PC later from PlayStation would actually, though, be a lot closer to what PC gamers want. If the base-level versions of first-party games start building for a device capable of 8K and 4K60 and more ray tracing, higher resolutions, well, this could make PC ports easier or more streamlined down the road, given that the game would already be close to the ceiling of what PC gamers expect in certain categories. So even if the PlayStation 5 Pro doesn't win PC gamers over, it could help with the ports down the line, which could essentially help PC gamers enjoy PlayStation content in a more, you know, better ported way than what they're currently dealing with, which is you don't necessarily get the exact same experience, even though all the ports have been very, very good, except for The Last of Us Part 1. So at the end of the day, I believe the PS5 Pro will be market disruptive and not just because I like Sony and I like my PlayStation 5 or the property and the games that they have. From a market analysis standpoint, a PS5 Pro could check a lot of boxes for both devs and consumers. Boxes that Nintendo, Xbox, and even PCs are simply unable to check. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusion. Debates about whether or not a PS5 Pro is needed, that's somewhat a pointless debate. I know some people think that it's it's stupid to do it. The timing actually lines up the same way they did it with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro, and they're likely going to have way better market saturation of the PS5, so that debate doesn't seem like worth having. As far as I can tell, the PlayStation 5 Pro is coming, and if rumors would be believed, it will be the strongest console in history. Now, that's not hype or exaggeration. Based on what we have heard, the PS5 Pro would be a giant in the history of consoles. It would be the undeniable strongest console ever made. That again, that's not hype or exaggeration. This thing would there would there wouldn't be anything in the market like it, and that would be a huge advantage to Sony. The second thing I want to say is the group of people in the room that everybody keeps forgetting is probably the most important group. The devs The developers, they matter more than anybody right now. There's no way that Xbox consulted with devs when they were making or planning for the Series S. This is evidenced by how devs are responding to it right now, asking to skip it. Even in the wake of the announcement in 2020, id Software was immediately concerned about the Series S. And gamers, gaming outlets, and YouTubers keep forgetting about how important devs are. If you win the devs, you win the war. We are entering into a content war, and the acquisitions are likely just getting started. A great way to stay competitive in the market right now when a content war is going on is to have an ecosystem that is appealing to developers. That really greases the wheels for negotiations and contract discussions. Here's my conclusion. At some level, the philosophy and approach to the PS5 is already market disruptive. With less money, Sony was able to take a very different route. They talk to the devs, ensure they have what they need, and that in turn gives gamers what they want. Really good games with lots of cool stuff. If they took the same approach with the PS5 Pro, I think we're about to see what I predicted 
when I first heard about the PlayStation 5 Pro. PlayStation will become the premium console experience. And while I don't want what we discussed yesterday to come true, I do not want PlayStation to become the default console. This could actually end up being very good for consumers. Nintendo can continue to innovate and expand on having a portable gaming device and just being a lovable Nintendo console. Their property does incredibly well. Everybody loves Mario. Everybody loves Zelda. Microsoft can continue to build a cloud and Game Pass ecosystem, and Sony can be the premium hardware and high-performance platform. This gives the market and the consumer a lot of choice and a lot of variety. And from where I sit, that is a very good thing. And that's the show open. Uh, The PlayStation 5 Pro sounds absolutely insane i believe it will be market disruptive i believe this is going to be the way that playstation remains competitive in a content war they cannot outspend microsoft in acquisitions but they can be extremely appealing to developers and i think at some level that's more important so i want to know what you guys think let me get my chat popped out and over here Guys, do what you can to support the video and the channel. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. We almost never run a members-only chat, even though it sometimes looks like a members-only chat. Thank you to those of you that are watching over there on Kick. GeForce Now will be stronger than a PS5 Pro. I don't see how that's possible. Uh, B. Carter is legit gifted the first member of the day DK Baker gifted the second one DK Baker is so faithful I just want to let you know DK Baker you gifted 58 individual members last month that is so kind thank you for doing that B Carter also renewed his membership I think your opening monologue is the best I think it's worth its own subscription by itself I will do gifted as you prefer them thank you again thank you b carter ultra frs with a month of membership says i doubt the pro will be able to run 8k at least not at a stable frame rate which would lead me to assume it'd be locked at 60 or 120 uh, minimum and then roger jumps back in as a vip silent warrior jumps back in as a vip hits a 23 month milestone good opening what price point do you think the console will come in at one more month to red badge thank you so much and then joker quinn gives a member and roger jumps back in with 19 months as a vip and says i'm finally able to upgrade on mobile Let me bump this over here to three. We do have some big member goals. Before we get into the discussion, at 3,000 members, I have to play um, Beat Saber in the Just Dance outfit that I bought. At 3,500, I have to dress as Luke Skywalker. And at 4,000, I have to dress as Jar Jar Binks. My wife is very excited about shopping for that. So help that become a reality. Gift some members. Help us hit some big goals. Every 25, I gift five back to say thank you. Silver Subaru just hit 30 months as a VIP. Can't wait for a PS5 Pro. I would love to get my hands on one. Love the content. Keep up the good work. So price point, I could see it landing around 600. I I think that would be a price... If they're able to market something that's running 4K 60 games, 8K 30, that sounds nuts to me. But let's just say that the rumors are true. Like, it it sounds insane. It sounds otherworldly. Let's just say that it's true. 600 sounds incredibly reasonable for something that's claiming that. 8K 30 and 4K 60. 
There's nothing in the market right now even close to being able to say that. There's no console. Even in the PC realm, 4K60 seems like a dream. You've got to really, really beef up if you're wanting to do 4K60. 8K? Nobody in the PC world's even talking about 8K. Like, that's why the, the guys from Digital Founder were like, why are they focusing on 8K? Dan with 24 months and it's a VIP. Did someone say Red Badge? Congrats on the Red Badge, Dan, for two years of membership. And Killhawk with two months says great content as always. And Killhawk says, I will help get that goal. He gifts five members, takes us to eight on the day. Guys, thank you so much for gifting those members. We got to really bounce back. We're at like, I actually haven't even checked this morning. I want to say we're at like 2,800. So if you want that Beat Saber stream to happen, you guys are going to have to get to work, getting us back to 3,000, and then we can go from there. Aaron Wright with eight months. What up, Reforge? Had a PS4 Pro and will more than likely buy a PS5 Pro as well. Garrett Green with 11 months. Sony won't even have to pay as much for exclusives. Devs are going to want to build games for the best machine and also skip the Series S. This is very much related to yesterday's conversation about the Series S. This is very much related. I believe that PlayStation's already been somewhat market disruptive. Yeah, you guys are at 2860. You only need 140 to hit 3,000 members. Let's hit that first. Eugene says, I don't expect significant departure from 500. Oh, you think it's going to land around 550, Eugene? Yo, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. AK sitting a foot away from your monitor is pointless. Yeah, that was something that Richard Ledbetter talked about from Digital Foundry. He says, I don't understand why the focus would be 8K. He said, he's seen 8K versus 4K, and he said it really looks like just good anti-aliasing. Everything just looks really, really extra sharp. So, but again... From a marketing standpoint, if you're the only box in the market saying 8K, it doesn't matter that people don't have 8K televisions. If you think about the consumer, the consumer's going to go, huh? It's higher? You guys remember this. We got so frustrated by this during the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One era. The constant focus on resolution over frame rate was extremely frustrating. The PS4 and the PS4 Pro launched at 400 this is why okay is the stream buffering on youtube for anyone else i'm running normal latency so you shouldn't be dealing with a lot of buffering i do that on purpose reforge you're super passionate and committed to the gaming industry you're awesome man thank you i appreciate that as a high-end pc gamer i don't think there's a reason for me to purchase a ps5 pro but then again i love buying new tech Yeah, I consider that at the end. I don't think a PS5 Pro would convince PC gamers. I think a lot of them would say, no, 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 no. I I love my Steam library. I can upgrade, you know, pieces of my hardware if I want. I have mouse and keyboard for any game I want to play. I don't think it would pull a lot of people from PC. PS5 box says 8K. The Xbox Series Xbox says 8K. They didn't really include that in any of the marketing. They didn't sell the PlayStation 5 on 8K. I never saw a commercial, an advertisement, a blog, a tweet. I never saw anything that mentioned 8K. 8K on the box didn't convince anybody, right? And there are just now we're starting to see 8K televisions and monitors in the market. The 8K TVs I saw last night were like three to four grand. You can go buy an amazing television right now for one to two grand. You're talking about doubling your cost, which makes sense. You're going from 4K to 8K, you're doubling. I don't think there's high demand for 8K. But that doesn't matter, does it? Do you remember, in the pilot episode of Mad Men, 
he asked them how they made their cigarettes. And in the process of saying how they made their cigarettes, he said, oh, they're toasted. And he said, that's your slogan. Such and such cigarettes, they're toasted. He's like, but every toast, everybody toasts them. He's like, the consumer doesn't know that. If you're the first one to say it, you're the one that gets to claim it. You're the one that gets to be like, yep, we toast our cigarettes. Anybody else that says they toast their cigarettes looks like they're just copying you. If you're the first to market with an 8K console, like an, not, not the crap on the box, I mean actual commercials and demos and trailers saying, here's an 8K game. They, they've not done that. There's No one can convince me that either the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5, like, oh, they lied to us because 8K's on the box. I don't hold either of the consoles to that because it was not a marketing point. It's on the box. They're 8K capable. Yeah, were they Lucky Strike cigarettes? Is that what they were? I got an off-brand 4K UHD and an HDR for like 350. I cannot imagine dropping three grand for an 8K mode that basically nothing supports. Exactly. Developers will drool over a PS5 Pro, says Locoism. That is the centrality to my argument. If we're about to enter into a content war, if you win the devs, you win the war. And PlayStation 5 was winning the devs, and Microsoft knew it. They saw what was happening with Bethesda, and they were like, um, this isn't gonna work. If they get Starfield, we're in trouble. They already got a timed exclusive on Deathloop. They already got timed exclusive on Ghostwire. If they get Starfield, we're in trouble. And then in the wake of Bethesda, they go even bigger with Activision Blizzard. Now, yes, that's related to their cloud strategy. They want King Mobile. But I also think Microsoft knew we are going to lose the content war purely to the appeal of the PS5 dev kit. That's what we're losing to. So a PS5 Pro lands on the market, and we're sitting here as consumers going, who gives a frick about 8K? Who cares about that? Ray tracing is a gimmick, and you know what developers are doing? They're like, oh, give me that, dude. Give me that power. You give me a system that can do 8K. You give me a system that can do more ray tracing? Developers will flock to a machine like that. They will flock to a machine like that. No doubt in my mind, those are two of the primary things that are a pain point right now. What happens when you add ray tracing? Performance plummets. What happens when you try to do 4K? Performance plummets. Those are two pain points right now. And if you can answer those pain points with a console that's stronger than the PS5, the PS5 is already doing a great job with ray tracing and 4K, by the way. The PS4 Pro sold 4K televisions that's something to consider is that Sony might have 8K TVs coming to market and somebody high up at Sony said, figure out a way if you can get that thing to do 8K you can market as 8K we will sell 8K televisions we'll be some of the first to market with 8K games 8K media, 8K this like, I'm telling you if you're the first to say it it's a huge advantage. And we all sit here and say, oh, that's stupid, that's stupid, that's stupid. Yeah, watch the market respond to that. Watch the market respond to it. Look at the way the market responded to 4K. We Do you remember the first couple times we heard about 4K? We thought the same thing. We're like, that's stupid. Why would you, who needs that? 
Who needs 4K? That seems so high. And look how fast. Like that, 4K is a standard. Standard television, standard monitors. Where, when you go to the store, what do you see? 4K, 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 4K. In an instant, it seems, that all of a sudden, 4K is a standard. You know, oh, yeah. You have 4K television? No, what frick's the matter with you, man? Go to Walmart and buy one. They're not that expensive. Like, it, it, it changed so quickly. So this idea like, well, 8K just seems stupid. I, 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 a lot of us said the same thing about 4K. A $2 tip from Hoodstuff. PS5 is 8K video, not gaming. It's always been that. Well, they haven't even turned on 8K support for the PS5. I, I try to tell people that as well. They want to zero in on the 8K thing on the box. I'm like, that means it's, it's compatible with 8K devices. That's all it means. They never once sold me on 8K games. Not once. Find me one trailer. Find me one marketing beat. Find me one thing official from Sony PlayStation that talked about 8K gaming. They never said it. They never focused on it. And neither did Xbox. Nobody was doing that. It was like, no, this is an 8K capable device. They haven't even turned it on yet. Neither device even has 8K support turned on. Because nobody cares. Less than half... uh. Less than half of households have a 4K screen. Right, and when you go to the store, Zuby, that's all you see are 4K screens. And what have we said about PlayStation, Zubair? What have we been saying? Online MVP says, let's go! He says, here's a 20 bomb. Somebody's got to match this guy. Don't let him take all the glory today. We got to wait. Excuse me. We got a ways to go. You got to hit 3,000 first. Let's set our sights on... We should set our sights on 3,500 this week. Because you guys are already on the doorstep of 3,000 members. If you hit 3,500 members this week, I'll do the Beat Saber... I'll do I'll do two. I'll do two Beat Saber streams. I'll do one this week, dresses Luke. And then I'll do another one later if you hit 4,000. If you guys rush this goal and hit 3,500 this week, I'll give you two. I'll do, I'll do it twice, right? Valiant says 4K might be more common for TVs, but I very much doubt it's even remotely close to the standard of gaming. I want to go back to what I was going to say. We've been continuing to say that Sony is positioning themselves to be the Apple of gaming. They have headphones coming. They have the PSVR 2. They have the, 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 the Edge controller. And people, if you look at the accessory attach rate from the PlayStation webcast that we watched... The PlayStation audience buys accessories. If they become the Apple of gaming, 8K on a PlayStation 5 Pro and 8K televisions, that's right in line with that identity. Look at what you spend on iPads and iPhones as an example. It seems ridiculous if you actually think about it. I think I can buy onto the notion that the Pro will be the true next-gen experience we expected, uh, that it will redefine the premium console experience, but outside the console space, I don't know. Says Zubair. Eugene says, do people forget Sony's a hardware and entertainment company through and through? I'm telling you, people are missing the forest for the trees here. In, it, in 2024, in holiday of 2024, we're four years into the life cycle of these consoles, walking out with one that's like, oh yeah, this can do 8K. Oh, and it can do 4K 60. Even if 8K is 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 a total red herring, and the real focus is 4K 60, I here's why that's harder to market. 
4K is on everything now. We see 4K on trailers. We see 4K on the televisions. When you go into the television room, you know, at the store, and they have like that little corner sticker up in the corner, you know, 4K. 4K 60. What's the average consumer going to focus on when they hear that? The 4K. They're not going to be like, oh, oh, it's 4K 60 instead of 4K 30. But you walk out and say 8K, it doesn't matter if they don't have an 8K television. All they hear is, well, that's higher than 4K. If you think about how how effective marketing typically is, the more simplistic it is, the more effective it is. Lucky Strike cigarettes, they're toasted. PlayStation 5 Pro, 8K gaming. They never used 8K in the marketing before. Just discovered your channel. Well, thank you for being here. If you've never been here before, I'm a daily streamer. I do a talk show like this where we take a topic in the gaming world and we just we, 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 we bust it up, we chop it up, we debate it, okay? Being that I am safe for work, a lot of people subscribe to the channel, they tune in every day, they throw me on in the background like a radio or a like a podcast show about gaming. I also have uploads, I also have memberships. If you want to support the channel, easiest way to do that is to subscribe. It's free to subscribe, hit the like button. We should easily have over 300 likes by now. Consider becoming a member. I am a 30,000 sub channel. I only have 30,000 subscribers, and I do this full-time, all right? I got a wife. I got two kiddos. This is what I do full-time, and it's because of people like you becoming members, gifting members, supporting what we do. So thank you for being here and being a part of that. I get the sense that FPS is far less important to console gamers compared to PC, says Valiant. You're a streamer, huh? Still believe that BS? Well, I'm a YouTuber, but... You know, I'm a YouTuber who happens to stream. (laughs) Praise the Sun says, The 8K conversion has been consistent for a bit. Truthfully, you see an 8K, you would think, Oh, this looks awesome. It's not work it under a certain size of TV, though. It's not working under a certain size TV. Okay. Xbox buying Bethesda, isn't that important? Just means they're desperate? Well, I mean, I don't know if I want to cast it as desperate. It it did seem like, oh my gosh, we've got to put a stop to this. I suppose you could say that seems desperate. 15 to 20 years, there will be no consoles. Video game ecosystem is king now. I don't agree with that prediction. No. I don't agree with that prediction. I think infrastructure for cloud is lagging behind so much so that it will make your prediction very difficult to come to fruition. Do I believe that cloud and more ecosystem cloud-based gaming will become more endemic to the market? Yes. High-end hardware that can run games at really, really good levels of fidelity I don't think that's going away. I don't. You're always going to have people that want to buy premium hardware. That just simply isn't going to leave. Wearables, VR, all of these things are going to continue to grow and get better and better and better. And nobody's going to say, yeah, forget all that. I don't want high-end hardware. I just want a cloud game. Cloud gaming will always struggle to maintain latency, fidelity, and all of that with like a really, really amazing piece of dedicated hardware in your in the room. DK Bager gifts a member. He's inching the line close to 30, tempting a 20 bomb to 50. 
Fred Vance says with a $5 super chat tip, until we see more media pushing 8K, it will not become a standard for people to care about. Thank you for the $5 super chat. And V Game Veteran says, I'll do the layup. So he lays it up. That 30 out of 50 is tempting one of the big boys to drop a 20. Thank you so much for doing that, V Game Veteran. Here's the thing, Fred Vance. I appreciate what you're saying. I'm not saying that 8K becomes the standard. I'm talking about marketing. Marketing. All that matters is we get to say it first. If we get to say it first, that's power. Why does that matter? Because right now in the gaming discussion, if you say, oh, well, PlayStation has 4K gaming, Xbox can be like, so do we. Oh, we have fidelity and performance modes. So do we. We have an SSD, instantaneous load times. Yeah, so do we. We have 8K gaming. I, uh, we have an 8K capable box. We haven't turned it on yet in, in the event that like somebody has an 8K television and 8K movies and stuff come down the line. This thing's capable of doing it. But like, we do. Casual grinder. Casual grinder comes in and he does it. The 20 bomb drops. And I got news for you, Casual Grinder. You won the Eknor Award for July. This man, he beat out Javier Cotto by two gifted members. Casual Grinder gifted 215 members last month. He beat Javier Cotto by two. 215 to 213. And Cardock Ren! The agent of chaos, Cardock Ren, takes it up to 60, rolls us up to the next goal of 75. Every 25 members, and I give five back. I already owe you 10. Thank you so much for being here today. You're way more likely to get a gifted member if you watch. Make sure you're smashing like, talking in the chat. All those things help you out. Casual Grinder, the Eknor Award is to honor the person who changed the culture here. Eknor has since passed on, but his brother... And both Eknor appreciated us honoring him. He is immortalized in the culture here at Reforge Gaming for changing us and bettering us and putting us on a path to crazy gifted members every single month. Javier Cotto says, I'm here, and he gifts one to make up for the two that he missed the Eknor Award. If you want that free bag of coffee, casual grinder, you can DM me in the Discord. You may have to send me a friend request first. Uh, Eugene says the state of AK media today is irrelevant he says are you forgetting this stuff is in the future why are we talking about it like it's now it's not about this year it's not about next year it's about 2026 and beyond ding 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 bingo imagine being first to market with 8k gaming and on the PS5 Pro and you start dropping 8k games in 2028 where do you think 8k televisions are five years from now where on more shelves and in more homes prices of 8k televisions will drop online mvp he says let's go past 75 he drops another one another 20 bomb it is a 20 gifted member train online did it casual grinder did it car doc ren drops a 10 and online mvp says let's do another one another 20 i said if you guys hit 3500 members this week i'll give you the beat saber stream on friday i'll do it 
I'll do it early. And then you can get another one if you get to 4,000. If you guys go crazy, I'll give you two this month. I'll give you the opportunity to do it twice. How many of you guys care about 8K games? Okay, you got to engage with what, what I'm saying. What Eugene just said is incredibly important to consider. Okay? We're, we're assuming that the leaks are true. So assuming that the leaks are true, a PlayStation 5 Pro drops and is capable of 8K gaming and 4K60. Great marketing beats, right? Well, who has 8K televisions? Who cares about 8K games? Hold on. Consider that the dev kits for the PlayStation 5 Pro are right now beginning circulation. Javier Cotto comes in with another 20 bomb. He says, let's keep the gifted member train going. He says, we only do 20 bombs here, and he drops another one. Enjoy with five months as Morning Lono and Chad. Let's have a great debate today. Okay, back to what I was saying. If the PS5 dev kits are in circulation, I'm sorry, the PS5 Pro dev kits are in circulation right now, and they continue to get in circulation all of next year, add four to five years to that. That means 2028, 2029, you have 8K games dropping. Don't you think in 2028 and 2029 having 8k games would be important given the trajectory of what we know tv markets will do do you think tv manufacturers right now are going to say you know for the next six years on our way to 2029 we don't really care about advancing technology being competitive in the market we'll just keep doing 4k televisions no no absolutely not By the time we get to 2029, 8K televisions will be more common and the TV manufacturers are going to be pushing them. One of those TV manufacturers is Sony. You got Samsung, you got Toshiba. Is Toshiba still around actually for TVs? I know Samsung because I have a Samsung. Kaiser Soze jumps back in as a member plus. Thank you very much. 20 gifted members from Ghost in the Garage Gaming. He says, I will join the 20 gifted member train. People are literally only gifting 20 bombs right now. It is insane. We have so many generous people. Listen to me. If you get a gifted member, consider bumping up to member plus. It's a dollar more. It's a $6 a month membership. It only costs you $1 to upgrade from a gifted membership. So for $1, you can jump in, get out of that gifted member pool, make room for the people who cannot afford a membership. I do member shows every single day at the end of the day. We debrief after my upload, after my premiere. I do Friday night streams with my wife. If we hit 35 if we hit 3500 members just this week, I'll give you the Beat Saber stream on Friday. Enjoy gifts one and gets us a little bit closer to 125 best membership on YouTube says John L. Brokey. Thanks for two months and for doing a VIP. We are at 2974. You're already 26 members away from the 3000 goal. You're already there. 8K 20 FPS. Let's go says Sven. It doesn't matter if anyone cares right now. It matters that Sony offers when people start caring. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It if, if you have a device that can be running 8K games in 2028 and 2029, that's a significant leg up in the market. 
Zubair is saying something in a two-parter. Hang on just a second. I want to read it. Zubair says, I understand you, Lono. I think you are wrong. They will try to sell 8K, but it won't work. People will not buy them. HD to 4K is such a clear improvement, uh, and that isn't universal. Zubair then also says that... Um, I lost your, your comment. Hang on, I'm trying to find it. Okay, if HD to 4K is going from 60 to 120, then 4K to 8K is 120 to 240. People aren't going to pay for that marginal improvement. John L. Brokey with the gifted member. I think you're incorrect in your assessment, Zubair. I think people pay for the new and the shiny. People pay for the better. They don't care. They don't care. They pay for the new and the shiny. Premium hardware. The Apple of gaming, Zubair. If they're the Apple of gaming, let me ask you something, Zuby. When people go to an iPhone and they upgrade and the camera is better, do they, can they, can they clearly see how much? When they look at the camera, the last camera they had a year ago, it's been 12 months, time to buy the new iPhone, right? Can they sit there? Can they quantify to you why they're willing to pay that money to upgrade to the latest and greatest iPhone? Can they tell you? I don't think they can. It's a cultural thing. It, I got to have the latest tech. I got to have the best. 8K is the best. Give me 8K. The vanity of high-end tech purchases will carry those 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 marketing efforts. And here's the thing. Let's say you are educated, Zubair. Not you, Zubair. Let's say the consumer we're considering is educated. They see 4K60, they'll buy. Because they're going to see 8K and they're going to think, I'll give an example. I remember in the Project Scarlet marketing, when they said 120 FPS, do you know what I said? I don't even need that. That means I'm getting 60 every time. I, I was wrong, but that that's what I thought. Wait, did I forget one? John L. Brokey? Who, somebody else gifted a membership. Yeah, John L. Brokey gifted one. Did I not add it? Let me add it. John L. Brokey, we're one away from 125. Thank you, John L. Brokey, for gifting a membership. Yeah, let's pretend Zubair's educated. <laughs> uh, thank you, Enjoy, and thank you, uh, John L. Brokey for the singles bumping us closer to 125. So, in the same way that like I saw 120 and thought, oh, I'm surely going to get 60. If people see 8K, they're going to be like, well, then this thing's not going to struggle at all with 4K. 4K, 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 60. 4K, 60 sounds amazing. We've been getting 4K, 30 this entire generation. Kale says, I'll cap it off. And she bumps us to 125. Let me give you guys a member count. Thank you so much, Kale. Appreciate you. They're toasted as a true statement. 8K is a lie. I don't know if I'd hinge my marketing on a lie. How's it a lie, Kiltson? We don't know if it's a lie. We're talking about the PlayStation 5 Pro. John L. Brokey says, I'll be the agent of chaos. Sometimes it's a race to the agent of chaos. Who wants to roll the members over? We are currently at 2977. Thank you so much. Would love to see the data on 4K saturation alongside price. I bet dollars to donuts. There was a tipping point on price where the saturation rocketed up sometime after it first launched. Right, everybody kind of holds. Everyone's like, hold? No. Don't buy. Nope. 
too expensive, and then all of a sudden you can go to the store and get one for nine ninety nine. It's like a grand. I'll do it. You know, get down to that. You get down to that where 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 a number drops off, right? You see a thousand this, a thousand that, a da da da, and then that one goes whoop, and it drops off, and you see that nine ninety nine. You're like, give me it. That's all it takes. Dubair says, you're right. I'm thinking about the GPU market and how people will tell you to buy an Intel CPU for gaming when AMD is 100 out of 100 the better choice. Consumers can be dumb AF. That's the whole point, Zubair, is like, it's a a two-pronged strategy. If they, again, we're assuming that this is real. We kind of have to to have the discussion. We we can't assume it's not real because if we assume it's not real, then there's no discussion to be had, Okay. 30 members of 3K. That's right, Ika Gang. 30 members of 3 grand. So we're assuming that it's real. Assuming that it's real, it's a two-pronged strategy. They get to be the first in markets to actually promote AK Gaming. Because they didn't promote AK Gaming with the PS5. The Series X didn't promote AK Gaming either. They put it on the box. They are AK-capable devices. One day they'll turn on support for it. I don't know what the frick's going on with that. It doesn't concern me. It doesn't concern like 90% of the consumers. 99% of the consumers out there that bought an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 are not like missing out on 8K anything because they don't have 8K televisions, okay? But it's two-pronged because if they can actually land in the market in 2024 and start promoting 8K gaming, they can also then be the first console to deliver 8K gaming in the late 2020s. And, you know, 2028, 2029, they can have 8K games start landing on the market. And we can sit here and say, nobody's going to care about that. That's five to six years from now. Tech is advancing at such a rate Acting like people won't care about 8K in six years, I think is naive. I do. Black Ant with a $10 Super Chat tip. Sony has always done great implementing hardware specs ahead of market needs. CDs, DVDs, Blu-ray, and 4K are a testament to Sony's great track record with optimizing their consoles. 8K will be the same. Thank you for that Super Chat. I appreciate it. This has been a great discussion today, by the way. I have a great upload coming later. You're not going to want to miss it. It's about Final Fantasy finally coming to Xbox. I got some facts for people that are out here being silly. You don't have anything to watch. You need something other than games like live sports and TV. Right. PS4 is doing 4K 120. People will care about 8K for sure. Oh, you meant to say PS5. Yeah, PS5 doing 4K 120. Yeah, I looked up, like, how many games are doing 4K60 butters, and, like, most of them are cross-gen games. They're not, like, true next-gen games, so it's a little bit cheating sometimes when we talk about 4K60. Alapark says, Sony's Master Series TVs are marketed as 8K. Getting their box to do 8K consistently only makes sense. 8K gaming pushes sales of their top-line TVs. I I agree with you, Alapark. That's something that people are forgetting is the is the I didn't even mention that in my show open because I was purely saying the PS5 Pro is going to be market disruptive to the gaming market it'll be market disruptive like I believe that I didn't even consider the fact that like Sony's thinking about TVs you know five and six years from now e-guitar player with a three dollar super chat tip thank you won't the PS5 hold back the PS5 Pro that was something they talked about at Digital Foundry. Something they were able to do with the PS4 and the PS4 Pro is 
the PS4 didn't hold back the Pro because they were it was like cloning and then boosting. So if they can create a streamlined bridge between the PS5 and the PS5 Pro, no. You will simply just turn certain things off. You'll say, well, we're doing all this stuff with ray tracing 4K. We got a 4K 60 ray tracing mode. Well, they'll come over here. They'll turn off some of the ray tracing because the full suite of ray tracing is not being used just yet. That's according to Digital Foundry. They'll turn off some of that and they'll give you a 4K 30 mode. They're already giving you 4K ray tracing modes with 30. That'll just continue. If they can create that bridge between the PS5 and the PS5 Pro with the hardware itself, this is where Richard Ledbetter was like, the the, the work, the, the amount of power you're going to have to put in here, because apparently what they do with the GPUs is they like turn portions of them off for like stability or something. And he said, how much they're going to have to put in a PS5 Pro will lead to a lot of wastage. He, see, he sees it as being a little a little crazy. They also said they saw this thing potentially giving two times the performance with clock speeds alone. So think about that, Krenab. If you achieve double the performance with clock speeds alone, it's like overclocking your computer and getting a little bit better, better performance. And your buddy next to you is not overclocking. You're playing the same game with very, very similar settings. He might just have less bells and whistles turned on, or he might just have his resolution toned down, or he may cap his frames at 60, you know, and you're sitting at 120. Things like that. I'm not a tech expert, but... From the way they were talking about it, it sounded like, yeah, backwards compatibility is a consideration and it's a question mark. How are they going to achieve it? We'll we'll see. Eugene says, also, this early in, we're not talking native 8K. Where do you think the upscalers will be in five years? Yeah, upscaling technology continues to get better and better. Dubair says, one of us is very wrong and we aren't going to get to the bottom of this in chat. We can agree to disagree on that one. What's Spriggan saying um, at least with Zen 3, the pricing was better from AMD, but with Zen 4, Intel has the better value. Oh, you guys are doing the PC hardware debate. Who saw Pro? Okay, let me give you a bit of a recap, all right? Let me give you a recap. Um, announcing the Rescue and Restore 10-year tour. Oh, they're doing a Rescue and Restore tour? Oh, August Burns Red. Are they coming to KY? Are they coming to KY? No. Closest that they're coming to me, it looks like Cincinnati, Ohio. What a bummer. Oh, well. Um, Anyways, let me give you the recap. So the recap is this. So Tom Henderson leaked PS5 Pro back around the same time that he leaked the the PlayStation Q Lite. Now, people doubted him on both, and when the PlayStation Q Lite got confirmed, he said... Maybe I should drop the PlayStation 5 specs. You guys, he's like, because he basically said, Do you believe me now about the PlayStation 5 Pro? Everybody thought I was out of my mind about the PlayStation Q Lite, and there it sits. Do you still think the PlayStation 5 Pro is not coming? So the rumors started coming out, and the specs, and Digital Foundry combed over the specs, and there's also 8K is being thrown around, accelerated ray tracing is being thrown around. So all of that's getting thrown around from these rumors. And apparently there is a chip from AMD codenamed Viola that is at the center of this. And somebody on Twitter who is in the know about AMD chips confirmed Viola is in fact real. So there is the potential that Mark Cerny is working hand in hand here with AMD Digital Foundry also speculated 
that there's potentially proprietary ray tracing tech that Sony's come up with on their own. We don't know. You don't believe him? I, I don't see why you wouldn't believe him. Tom Henderson doesn't come out and make things up. He's not one of those fake leakers looking for notoriety. He gets info, he gives us the info. He got info on the Sony PlayStation Q Lite, gave us the info. Everybody doubted him, said it was sounding like the stupidest thing ever, and it was true. He got info about the PlayStation 5 Pro, he's given it to us, and people and to say you don't believe him, I, I'm not, that's fine. I, he doesn't seem to be selling anything. He's just telling you what he's heard. Tom's a solid leaker. Yeah, Tom, Tommy Hendy is... Uh, you can take what Tommy Hendy says to the bank. You can. You can. I, I, I take his leaks to the bank. Could we get 400 likes on the video? You guys have been amazing today. Almost 150 members already. Over 300 likes. Over 700 viewers. Thank you so much for watching. If you've never been here before... Uh, if you've never been here before, make sure and hit subscribe so you can talk in my chat. It enables you to be a part of the conversations here. It is free to subscribe. Sent you a DM in Discord. I didn't get it, Casual Grinder. You're going to have to send me a friend request first. So send me a friend request first, and then you can DM me. How come Digital Foundry are so negative about the PS5 Pro? They thought Xbox having power in multiple consoles to be great. Um, yeah, it was back in October. Tom isn't what I would call a leaker, but a legit insider. Yeah, like, he, he, the name of his website is Insider Gaming. He's an insider. He's not really a leaker. He has sources, right? He has sources. Now, I want to answer the question about why is Digital Foundry so negative about a PlayStation 5 Pro? Dan Zatastic says, Hey, guys, it's not time to take our foot off the gas pedal. You're this close to 3,000. He gifts another five members. Thank you, Dan Zatastic, pushing us to 131. That's real tantalizing to a 20 bomb because that'll be 151. That'll be another milestone. That'll be an agent of chaos. It's a race. Let's have a race. First 20 bomb. Who's taking it? (laughs) Anyway, Digital Foundry's argument was essentially this. The guy that I really like, I think he's he's a a smoke show. He's super good looking. Alex on Digital Foundry. Not, not, oh no, it's Alex. But this, this other Alex, he... On Digital Foundry, he said a while ago in a video, I, he didn't see the point of a PlayStation 5 Pro. He's like, I don't get it. He's like, we, we haven't even really seen this generation get up and running. My pushback and my very polite disagreement, because I like Digital Foundry, my very polite disagreement is I think we're already at the ceiling. Yeah, Alex Pataglia. We're already at the ceiling of what the PlayStation 5 can do. Look at Burning Shores. Look at Final Fantasy 16. I don't think we're getting much farther beyond that. I don't. That's been my perspective. That's been my argumentation point for a while. I don't think late-gen PS5 is going to be blowing Burning Shores or Final Fantasy 16 out of the water. I don't think so. I don't think we're going to see that massive difference late-gen PS5. So, I don't think that the PS5 Pro is pointless because I think we're basically we're getting what we're going to get from the PS5 and that is fine if we get games at the caliber of graphical fidelity that we've seen in Horizon Forbidden West 
Final Fantasy 16 and God of War Ragnarok, if we get that for the rest of this generation on PS5, I think that is totally fine. If they can go above that and start giving 4K 60 and maybe even 8K gaming in the late stages, we're talking 2028, 2029, that's a big win. From a marketing perspective, from vertical support of your hardware distribution of televisions, that's all very, very good for Sony. There is nothing coming from Xbox that can touch this as far as we know. They don't seem interested in this fight. Think about the strategic differences here. Arzon with a $2 super chat. I don't need a PS5 Pro, but I want it regardless. Think about the strategic differences here. PlayStation says our strategy for the content war is to go after the developers. If we can convince the developers that our ecosystem, our dev kits, our system is the best to build for, we will get many, many developers on our side for less money. We will not have to get into some bidding war with Microsoft. We're never going to outspend Microsoft in a bidding war in an acquisition war, Sony cannot compete with Microsoft when it comes to just gross spending. Microsoft says, well, we didn't talk to the developers. If they would have talked to the developers, they wouldn't have done Series S and Series X. That hierarchy wouldn't exist because developers would have said exactly what developers said literally in the late months of 2020 when id Software and other devs were weighing in and saying that Series S is going to be a problem. Series S is going to be a problem. So, if that's the case, Microsoft's strategy is we're not going to go and win the devs over. We're just going to buy the devs. It, 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 it's totally in line with how Microsoft operates. Brute force spending. They're bullies. They're pirates. They're thieves. That's what Creature always says. They're bullies. They're pirates. They're thieves. They're gangsters. That's Microsoft. They're like, we don't need to talk to the devs. Just make it, sell it, and if we need some developers to come to our side of things, we'll just buy them. And Sony's like, we can't do that. We can't just go out and buy devs. Now, Sony typically buys devs when they're smaller or they're already working with them, and then they invest in that dev and organically grow them up like they've done with Insomniac, like they've done with Gorilla. But... Their strategy is, if we make our ecosystem and our dev kits very appealing, that's how we win the content war. We'll get the content de facto because people are going to want to build for our system. I think another facet people are missing, says Eugene, is that a pro carries you pretty well a few years into the next generation. Cross-gen is a reality. I was just going to go there because someone brought up the PS6, and that is... Warawat Senior says 2029 will have a PS6 by 2027. I imagine the PS6 lands in 2028 because the generation these uh, these gens of consoles are getting longer by a year each time. It was like six, then it was seven. Uh, I think this time around it's going to be eight. That's that's my prediction. I think it'll be eight years this time. We'll see a PlayStation 6 in 2028. But think about what 2027 and 2028 looks like as a handoff cross-gen supported games if you've got 8k games that are sort of straddling ps6 ps5 pro that's really really good to usher in your your playstation 6 that's excellent your playstation 6 is then 
ground running an 8K gaming machine. That means going into 2030, you're selling an 8K gaming machine, 8K televisions. That's that's where we're headed, right? The era of 2020 is going to be 4K, 4K, 4K. And then 2030 is going to be 8K, 8K, 8K. Now, as we leave 2030 into 2040, we will likely be seeing less about 8K and more about VR, AR, wearables, things of that nature. It'll start to become a little bit more of a blended strategy. I don't think you're going to see this huge push. 8K, 16K! Like, I'm sure there'll be a world where that's, that's, that's happening. But I also think when we get into 2030 and 8K becomes more standard, you're going to see a bigger push to start talking about VR and AR. So 2030 to 2040, I think you're going to see VR, AR be more of a push because it's going to be more about the experience. It's going to be more about the wearable. It's going to be more about the, you don't need some big crazy screen anymore. You put this thing on your face. You keep jumping further into the future for your 8K argument, but still expect 8K PS5 Pro next year. Yes. Because of development cycles. It's completely logical to say if an 8K PS5 Pro lands in 2024, during 2024 and 2023, the the dev kits will be circulated. That means developers can start building 8K games in 2023 and 2024. What's the average dev cycle? Four to five years. So if it's 2024 and a bunch of 8K games are coming, they're going to come four and five years later. That's 2028. 2029. Do you see? Yes. I keep talking about the future because you would lay the groundwork now. An 8K PlayStation 5 Pro lands in 2024. Dev kits circulate. 8K games are in development. They all come to fruition four and five years later. You start seeing 8K games at the earliest, probably 2027, 2028, and beyond. Building a bridge between PS5 Pro and the PS6. And then building a bridge to the new standard of televisions and monitors in 2030. That makes sense to me. Trouble Chan with a 5 spot. Will the PS5 Pro upgrades be passive or paid patched PS5 upgrades? PS6 will almost definitely be streaming based, in my opinion, it's coming in hot in Sony. I don't think a PS6 will be streaming at all. That doesn't... No. I think PlayStation is 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 totally fine for a very long time having premium, high-level hardware to sell. Eugene says... It really does feel like some people don't realize that the technology in our hands today was being developed five plus years ago. Right. That that, that, that push to 4K makes way more sense because it was like, look how long it took to start having games landing in 4K. Like, rewind the clock. Ratchet and Clank drops with a 4K mode, really impressive graphics in 2021. Rewind the clock three and four years. 2016, 2017. Well, back then, the whole 4K push, I literally remember people saying this is the stupidest thing. 4K, who needs 4K? That seems it seems ridiculous. And look where we are. Our infrastructure is a much bigger joke than many of you think. Oh yeah, for cloud, for streaming. My only concern about the future of PlayStation going after devs is their strategy is if Microsoft keeps buying more chunks of the market starving PlayStation of devs and content 
Edward, that is certainly a concern. It is. It is. Because Microsoft's aggressive and they have tons of money. So yeah, there's certainly the concern that like anybody that Sony's in talks with, hey, this PS5 Pro dev kit, man, you're going to be able to do some really sweet stuff. And Microsoft's like, how much would it take? We've got the checkbook in our hands and your shareholders are going to want to know about this. So, you know, they're going to want you to consider this offer. What's the number? How many zeros? That's certainly a possibility. The question, I guess, would be is how many of those studios, devs, and publishers are publicly traded? The hope would be there's at least enough that are not publicly traded so that they could easily reject those sales offers, those purchase offers, and say, no, we would much rather work with Sony. I don't think Microsoft will be able to buy anything big after ABK, but they could pay for a lot of third-party deals. You really think they leaked the PS6 spec? I mean, we saw similar leaks about the PlayStation 4 Pro in this timeline. Around this timeline, too many people know. You can only keep it under wraps for so long, brother. You can only keep it under wraps for so long. Eventually, dev kits get sent out. Prototypes get leaked. Somebody talks to somebody. It, it we're, we're in the pipeline right now where the timeline for leaks actually makes sense. We saw similar things and heard similar things about the PS4 Pro before it came to market. And I, I think we're in, the, we're, in the, we're in the pipe. Five by five. We're on our way. We're going to start hearing about stuff like this. And Tom... Henderson has reliable sources because he broke the PlayStation Q Lite and everybody called him stupid and a liar. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much for doing that. If you guys order Reforge Roast, it'll pop up in the stream. Go to ReforgeRoast.com. Bag's not even in the frame. What am I doing here? Look at this. Look at this amazing bag. Look at this. It's got a tear top reseal. It's got all the specs on the back. This is mine, by the way. These are in my house. My wife and kiddos ship them to you. They make little thank you notes. If you've never tried coffee with balanced acidity, try out some Reforge Roast today. The light roast is in process. This is not a very strong dark roast, though. So if you're like, I don't really like dark roast, this is not a Komodo dragon, okay? This is like barely above a medium, and that's why it's so smooth and so drinkable. People really, really like our dark roast. To be honest, I only see three publishers that Sony could potentially go after. Take two, Ubisoft, or Square Enix. If they don't go after one of those, they will keep going for studios. Yeah, the, the recent announcement with you know Square Enix and Final Fantasy's relevance today, I have an upload about that, so that's that's coming later today. Uh, I have my own kind of commentary uh, and thoughts about that. Um, but I do think some people have seen that as worrisome. They're like, wait a minute. Is Microsoft getting ready to do something? You know, is Microsoft going to scoop up Square? Now, I don't think they can scoop up Square, but they could certainly make it a little difficult for PlayStation to continue to be, you know, on the top of the of the of the Square Enix pecking order. You know what I'm saying? 
I don't think it's a threat to the relationship, but there are people that think it is. And oh, and yeah, and Take Two is way too expensive. By the way, I forgot to say that. T- take the, the PlayStation cannot buy Take Two. They cannot afford Take Two. Butter says, if devs are going the way we think they are and trying to avoid Game Pass, and if Xbox continues to sell poorly, do you think Microsoft does not go after private companies to avoid being publicly denied multiple times by studios? Avoid that bad publicity. Dubair says, I got tired of licking stray coffee off of the counter and it doesn't melt. I developed a system for opening the bags. I tear open the top just like mm so air can get in oh just like a millimeter so air can get in then i tap the bottom on the counter to get the coffee to settle no spillage i did that exact same thing the other day zuby you just barely tear it and then you tap it and then it all goes down because sometimes this one when they're loose like this will like i'll seal it before shipping so coffee doesn't get above the zip line but some of them are so like tight that it like the coffee doesn't move. Why am I roasting in my office right now? Oh, it's not as warm today, so our, our air conditioner is probably not running. I'm going to open my door really quickly. It's funny. The hotter it is outside, the cooler I stay because the AC just keeps running, but when the AC can kind of manage the, the temperature in the home more, my office doesn't get as much circulating air I have to open the door. They could buy Rockstar, but that would take... That would kill Take-Two. Yeah, I don't see Rockstar selling off. I don't see Take-Two. I don't see Rockstar being sold individually either. I don't see that happening. Makes for better storage, too. Who ordered this coffee? I can't say your full name. I don't have a username. If you order the coffee, thank you so much. Ah, uh, nobody with 16 months of membership. Thank you so much. And this is just dangling here. The 130 to 150. The big boys shot all their 20 bombs already. Somebody's got to steal the glory. And that'll put us at the three grand. That'll set us up real nice for the rest of the week. That means you guys could break it apart. You could, you'd have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You'd have three days. You'd have three days. You're currently 16 away from the three grand. That'd be tough. That'd be tough to hit 3,500. You need 166 each day. Um, You need 166 each day to hit it. Well, not even really 166 because mine are in the mix, so I help out. So you're getting you're getting 20 every 100 from me. So you probably would only need about 100 a day because then that would be 20 from me, and that would be... No, you'd fall short if it was that case. You'd need a little bit more than that. <clears throat> from software is owned by Katakawa. Yo, pause, pause. What do you? What are we pausing on, Brooklyn Breed? What I say? What about FromSoft? Think Sony and Microsoft will buy them? Uh, you know, for FromSoft, you got to go to Katakawa, and I don't see Katakawa. I I don't think you can buy anything from them if you're a Western company. I don't know if they'd want to. I al- I don't know. I don't see them selling FromSoft. I don't see it. If we get into an acquisition war, uh, somebody will snag UB. Somebody is snagging Sega. Um, I don't know about I don't know about Capcom. Maybe 
I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I could see, given the recent developments with Square, I could see Sony saying, all right, let's, let's buy them. Sony will just continue to invest more in Katakawa. Yeah, they could invest more in them, protect them from a buyout, maybe. Free Dave's comment. SSJ Gohan with 14 months, and it's a VIP. Dave says they busted their loads for the morning. I didn't say that. Did I really say that? Is that why Brooklyn was saying pause? Weezy says that isn't how purchases work. What do you mean, Weeze? Oh, I did say that? Sorry. It was me? Thank you, Casual Grinder, for ordering some coffee. EA could be bought too? Yeah, maybe. Isn't it harder to buy a company if there's a controlling interest? Because don't the shareholders have a say? So if Sony invests more and buys more shares in Katakawa, can they not affect whether or not Katakawa gets purchased? Can't they have a say if they if they own controlling interest or a large enough interest? There's ways to do that. Didn't they? They did that recently, didn't they? And Tencent invest more to protect them from a buyout or something. Sony could just buy Katakawa as well. It's well within their price range if Katakawa is willing to sell. You said they shot all their bombs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh e-guitar player did you order some coffee if you guys order some coffee and it doesn't pop up let me know i always want to shout you out and say thank you we we, the, the coffee orders have slowed down i don't talk about the coffee nearly as much as i used to we're mainly driving that member goal so i you know i only want to talk about so much of the ways to support the channel financially i'd rather focus on the show you thought we were just going to let that slide? I mean, shoot, I thought it was cool, man. I, thought, <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think it was going to... Sony owns 2% of Katakawa uh, currently. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, they need to be on the board. Okay. Didn't we say Yubi would have been the best route to go for Sony when we talked about this last? I continue to think that Ubisoft is a perfect match for Sony. They have live service games. They have live service games already in existence. They're, one of their primary game offerings is a perfect fit. It, it's, it's an absolutely perfect fit for Sony. Assassin's Creed literally looks like a Sony first party game. Um, they have X Defiant. X Defiant could grow to be a Call of Duty competitor. Ubisoft has a lot in their corner that, 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 that could be advantageous to PlayStation. There goes the air conditioning. Ha, I feel so much better. (laughs) Oh, man. Sony First Party often have a UB flavor. Yeah, it's just just a really, really good fit, especially if they want to do a live service Assassin's Creed, you know? That's right up PlayStation's alley. They get a lot of talent in their VR division as well. Yeah, I mean, Yubi's got a VR Assassin's Creed game coming. Hey, we'd love to have that on the PSVR too. It's a meta Quest 2 and 3 exclusive currently, I believe. That could be timed. Buying Rock said he doesn't give you Batman or Mortal Kombat licenses, says Wheezy. The Batman licenses are owned by WB. Yeah, I don't think you could buy WB. What's their What's their value? Arco owns 8% of Katakawa and Tencent owns 
Alapark says, depending on what the legal documents say, most deals need a certain percentage of shareholders to approve. If Sony owns a significant percentage of the shares, they could block the deal. Well, it sounds like they don't own enough to block. I mean, if they own like 2%, I mean, Tencent with the 6.8, them combined, maybe they could stop it? I don't know. If Sony buys Ubisoft, hopefully they can make Ubi games have polish that Sony games have. Yeah, that is something about AC Mirage. I've, I've not been too impressed by it. It doesn't look very polished. Well, when the AC's not kicking on as often, it gets hot in here. So I looked, it's like 79 outside. So, yeah, no. Buying Warner Brothers games doesn't give you the license to WB titles. Right, you'd have to go to the source, right? You'd have to go to WB themselves. The licenses are owned by WB, not their gaming studios. You don't want WB Discovery because their debt load's horrific. WB has fallen. People speculate they'll be selling. Well, if the price is right, when you're when you're when you're in a dep- in, a, in a depressed state, that's you know that's when people can swoop in, scoop you up. I wonder if PlayStation brings back Killzone as a Call of Duty competitor. Yeah, w- when I look at the PlayStation Five Pro, and and kind of the conversation today about like I think it's going to be market disruptive. I think it's going to be you know winning devs over we you know we've debated a lot about 8k gaming is anybody going to care about that i wonder if the worry about call of duty is more of just like literally a basic revenue concern and less of a we need to build something to compete does it does that make sense you know it, do we need to compete with Call of Duty or do we just need to set up other really, really great ways to dominate in the market? Like, if they saturate the market with PS5s of the track record that they're going for and then the PS5 Pro lands and can even push, you know, performance even more and let's... And you own Activision and you own Call of Duty. Are, are you really going to look at the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 Pro and say we're not going to tap into that I think one of the best results that could come from all of this like if if Microsoft gets Activision Blizzard and goes full bore into ecosystem goes full bore into Game Pass guess what making a Call of Duty that taps in to PlayStation 5 Pro features and haptic feedback, that's not a threat to Microsoft because Microsoft's not in that market. They're not trying to sell hardware. They're not trying to sell hardware features. They're trying to have an ecosystem. They're trying to sell software. So, again, Sony's strategy could be win the devs, win the war. Just because Microsoft suddenly owns the devs doesn't mean that PlayStation can't have a very winsome platform. Look at our market saturation, Microsoft. Do you really not want your game to look good over here? Do do you? Because they're on pace. Because when the PlayStation 4 Pro landed, there was 50 million PlayStation 4s in circulation. They're on pace to be in a better situation when the PlayStation 5 Pro lands. So let's say 60 million. And then they drop the price on the PlayStation 5, which always expedites and increases saturation because now it's now it's at a bargain in people's minds, right? Oh, I can get it on sale. So PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 Pro just completely they just completely dominate and saturate the market. And you own Call of Duty. 
And if Microsoft starts leaning away from hardware the way they already are, they're leaning away from the Series X, they're leaning away from next-gen, high-end, high-performance gaming. It's not their focus. Do you really want your game, your property that you own, not looking awesome and running awesome on the PlayStation platform where most of the consumers buy the game and it's the premium platform? You're going to look a certain kind of way if there's all these games coming out for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 5 Pro looking awesome, running awesome, looking sweet, and then your freaking Call of Duty's going over there and looking kind of dumb. You're going to look a certain kind of way. People are going to say, hang on a minute. <laughs> games run great over here. What's the matter with your game? So Sony doesn't lose if Microsoft continues to lean away from hardware. If anything, that would benefit Sony, even if Microsoft is over there negotiating better revenue share on COD so they get more money from COD. That's obviously irritating to Sony, but fundamentally, they would still keep the game on the platform. Treble Chan with a $5 Super Chat tip. Did you play Survivor on PS5? Yes, I did. Maybe the Pro would play at 4K60. Don't forget the boost of older games. Well, Treble Champ, that wouldn't benefit Jedi Survivor at all. Jedi Survivor runs terribly on PCs, regardless of how strong they are. It's, it's baked into the game. Uh, uh, the game has a 60-something percent, I think, on Steam. It's not doing well at all on Steam. doesn't matter how strong your rig is. Ultra says, WB Discovery lost $9 billion last year. Main investors are BlackRock, Vanguard, and Advanced Publications. Current valuation, $32 billion. Yeah, $32 billion is out of Sony's price range. No way. That's too much. If that's the strategy developing the ecosystem with buying the IP, why has the IP they already own been so poor this generation? They'll fall on their face if they don't improve the games they own. As far as I can tell, Hilly, they're not going to get involved with these developers underneath, underneath Activision. Bologna, you say the Series S sucks? My argument against the Series S is a lot more thoughtful and nuanced than it sucks. I did a whole show on it yesterday. Yeah, Hilly, I don't think they're going to suddenly try to be uber hands-on with all of the with all the property. I don't think so. PS5 Pro is kind of pointless. Both should just wait till next gen. I don't agree with that at all. No. Everybody that keeps saying the PS5 Pro is pointless, I think you're going to look real similar to the people that say the PlayStation Q Lite is pointless. It's going to sell. It's going to be in high demand. And what you're saying won't be... It won't be meted out in the market. The market will met out a completely different result than, well, that's pointless. A, a, a premium high-end gaming device that's promising 8K and 4K 60. Stop, everyone. Stop. It's pointless. Don't buy it. <laughs> it, it you're not going to have any problem selling PS5 Pros. They're not. They're, they're, the demand for their console, saturation of their console is incredible right now. Being able to sell an upgrade, they're not going to have any problem doing that. It's, it's going to do it's arguably going to do better than the PS4 Pro did. Which, if they can promote 8K, 
The PlayStation Q is stupid. Keep saying that. Bobby Kotick thought the Switch was too weak and wasn't going to be very popular, so... We know how that worked out. True Witty with a $2 Super Chat. WB Games will not get DC titles, but maybe MK. If the Pro is good enough, I may stop waiting for PC ports and go back to playing on the console. Now, I brought that up in my opening monologue, Zubair. I said, I, I don't know. I don't know how many PC gamers you would get to come over if this thing can really, really promise high-level performance for, you know, 600 bucks, 550 bucks, you might get PC guys to come over. Now, a lot of PC guys would say no way. They'd be like, nope, I got my Steam library. It's too, oh, it's the, the, the platform's open. I don't have to pay for online. I like upgrading my equipment, you know. But a lot of people would say, I'm going back over there. Well, I don't want to wait two years for, for, for Wolverine. Well, I don't want to wait two years for Wolverine. I can play Wolverine right now at 4K60. What do you want to... That's fine. Especially if you don't need mouse and keyboard. If you don't need mouse and keyboard, then it's not even a question. Guys, if you haven't taken the time today, if you're one of the people that lurk and listen every single day, make sure you go through that ritual and smash that like button. We should easily have 500 likes by now. Make sure you have pushed that little thumbs up. I know you guys like to listen and chill. I don't like harping on it, but it does help us out. It's a free way to help out the channel and the videos that we put on for you every day. Dubair says, I'm not replacing the PC. It's just, I'm not going to wait 18 months to play Spider-Man 3. Like I'm going to wait to play Spider-Man 2. That's right. My personal thought is PS5 Pro is minimum 700. No, that wouldn't do well in the market at all. 700 is way too high. You're not a traitor, I take it back. <laughs> PC guys aren't switching? No, the vast majority of PC guys would not switch. No, they wouldn't. Now, guys like me, guys like Zubair who own everything, well, I, Zubair doesn't necessarily own everything, right? But he plays primarily on PC because he invested in it. Yeah, he would, he would buy one. He'd be like, well, I don't want to wait. I, I can play Wolverine right now. I can play Ghost of Tsushima 2 right now. I need a PS5 Pro Ghost of Tsushima 2 themed bundle like they did with Spider-Man. Ooh. Mm. That'd be hot. I own everything like a nerd. Where do y'all come with this pricing? Yeah, 700 is way too high. 550 to 600 max. If it's less than 600, I can't see it being that big of an upgrade. Well, the leaks seem to indicate that it's going to be a pretty significant upgrade. Digital Foundry speculation was that it could be a notional two times performance boost from clock speed increases. But you're talking double the performance, which means you could get 4K 60. Like, let, let's just say it's true. Oh, I'm trying to pop my back. Ghosts of Tushima. Let's just say it's true. And they get to say, you know, let's say 2026, 2027 rolls around. Even with upscaling technology, they could probably promote this before true, like, 8K games start to land. Not native, but, like, actual games built for 8K. They could just upscale. Imagine being able to say, Ghost of Tsushima 2 features an 8K30 fidelity mode and a 4K60 performance mode. Huh? 
Double the performance doesn't mean 4K 60. Well, on Digital Foundry, they were th- they were theorizing that 4K 60 would be a far more marketable boost, and that if they can go all the way to 8K, conceivably that would mean they might be able to get a 4K 60 mode working. They were they they again were theorizing. Devin Evans with a five dollar super chat tip says PS5 is nice and a mid gen refresh is okay. More options never a bad thing, but I don't see why I need to be there day one for single player games. I mean, I do. A 6800 non-RXT, non-XT, and a 6800 XT isn't two times the performance. It's two times the CU. Homie, they said two times the performance. I'm just quoting Digital Foundry. I'm literally quoting Richard Ledbetter, writing for Eurogamer. They were speculating a notional two times performance. That's what they said. And then they discussed... 8K seeming ridiculous, like who wants 8K? And they discuss the possibility of 4K 60 being being possible if they get a if they get a unit out that's that strong. And they thought 4K 60 was a stronger marketing point than 8K. I don't agree. I think being first to market with an 8K game or 8K gaming or 8K commercials, I think that's very strong, especially heading into. 2030 when 8k will become more common just like 4k became more common you can't stop it you can't stop these tech companies they're going to keep going they're going to keep pushing five spot from treble champ the ps5 pro will likely have fsr 3.0 or bespoke version by sony you'll see 4k 120 remember they innovated the checkerboard upscaling on the ps4 pro they got into that in the Digital Foundry Direct. I was I was grilling out, so I didn't hear some of it, but they were talking about FSR and how far it would come and what it might be able to do for this box. 8K Super Sampled down to 4K would look absolutely amazing. Run at 20 FPS, but look amazing. If you can do 8K, you can more than likely do 4K 120. I don't know about that. Severin Evans with the $5 Super Chat tip. Also, I think all the live service games hit PC day one, if I remember correctly. That is what they said. That is true. Sony did say in interviews that live service games of necessity would be multi-platform at launch. If I wanted people to feel FloMo, multiplayer is better at that. Yeah, they did say in interviews that the Sony PlayStation live service games would be multi-platform at launch because it just doesn't make any sense to, to stagger the release. Now, I don't know if that means Xbox. It likely means PC, PlayStation simultaneous. That's 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 more likely what they meant. I originally read it and thought, oh, it'll be on Xbox as well. Yeah, probably not. Especially given Mar- Xbox's hardware distribution numbers are not very good. This isn't how performance works. 4K to 8K isn't a straight line. 8K is four times the 4K pixels. Yeah, they would likely do, they would likely have to lean on upsampling technology. They wouldn't be able to give you native 8K. Yeah, Parasito's saying the same thing Wheezy's saying. You gotta keep in mind, 4K to 8K is not two times the scale, it's a four times the area. Paul says, the consoles won't be doing 8K on 99% of the games. Image scaling to 8K is not 8K. I think it would just be marketing. It's pure marketing, Paul. 
it wouldn't be about you genuinely getting a bunch of 8k in the beginning especially it would be about 4k 60 more than anything in my mind that would be what it would be about is actually being able to deliver 4k 60 I think the real the real thing is the accelerated ray tracing. I think they're targeting devs. Personally. I think the 8K and the accelerated ray tracing, it's less about actually giving you, you know, an 8K upscaled game. No, they're talking to the devs. And the devs were like, our issues right now is we love ray tracing and we can't even do the full suite of ray tracing on these current consoles. Open up that door because that expedites development. And the other bottleneck and struggle is the minute we push things to 4K, performance suffers. We'd love to be able to do 4K with better frame rates. Like, I would imagine devs are looking at those two pain points. Every time you turn on 4K, every time you turn on ray tracing, performance goes down. We need answers to that. So when I see 8K and accelerated ray tracing, I think that, that that's Mark Cerny at work once again talking to devs and saying, what do you need? If you win the devs, you win the war. Everybody keeps forgetting about the devs. Microsoft forgot about the devs and they launched the Series S. We forget about the devs when we talk about this. We aren't getting true 4K now, says Zubair, but I bet 8K DLSS FSR looks really good because it has all the data in the 4K picture it's upscaling from. Same way 4K upscale looks better than a 1080 upscale. Right. John, not John, Richard Ledbetter said that the difference between 4K and 8K, he actually was like, it's, it's kind of nominal. But he did say it looks really crisp. It looks like really good anti-aliasing. Like the difference is actually difficult to notice it's also only noticeable at a certain distance this is similar to how after a certain refresh rate the difference is not noticeable right when you jump from like 120 to 240 the average person is not going to be able to tell the difference it just looks fast (laughs) 30 to 60 Frames per second, super noticeable. 60 to 120, noticeable. 120 to 240, not really noticeable. 1080 to 1440, noticeable. 1440 to 4K, really noticeable. 4K to 8K, eh. Looks really sharp. Looks like really good anti-aliasing, according to Richard Ledbetter. But again, it's, it's not... That's a thing. It's not about demonstrating... Did they ever really come out and demonstrate, like, this is what 4K looks like versus 1080? No. They just kept saying it. 4K. 4K. 4K, 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 4K. Go back and look at the marketing. Charles Hawk says, let's bump the line, guys. Come on. He believes you can hit 150 before the day is done. I always gift all of the members in the premiere. I give you guys the maximum amount of time to gift members. And you're currently sitting at twenty nine eighty five. You're fifteen away from three grand. Put a nice little pin in that today. It'll set us up nicely for the month. I've seen pure eight K says Wheezy. It's very hard to see the difference. 
when your console player is not happy you bought a console that was marketed 4k 60 now happy to spend another 600 to get you were all promised in the first place with a pro Plumleys, I'm, ama- I'm amazed you're still here after <laughs> after everything pulling pulling that line out can you can you show me the trailers in the marketing that focused on 4k 60 I can show you Xbox talking about 4K60. I can show you a trailer where Xbox promised you native 4K. (laughs) Native. Native 4K. We went and looked. We went and looked at the PlayStation marketing. 4K60 was almost never mentioned. They talked about 4K. 4K was mentioned a lot. 4K60? You go to the original announcements about Xbox Series X, 4K60 is everywhere with up to 120 promised. You got egg on your face if you're going to sit here and try and act like, well, PlayStation lied and you're willing to give them money for a PlayStation 5 Pro. Shut the frick up. Look at your own console. Seriously, shut the frick up with that. Xbox promised way more and delivered way less. It's always so ironic to me that really big Xbox fans want to try to point that finger at Sony. Shut the frick up. Xbox told and promised way more than Sony did and has delivered way less. The gap between promises and expectations is a mile wide on Xbox. It's not even close. It's not even close. YouTube Lurker says 3K is the floor. He drops a 20 bomb. I'm a PC gamer. Sure, you're always in here defending Xbox and attacking Sony, but you're a PC gamer. Come on, dude. 20 bomb taking us to 152. YouTube Lurker says 3K is the floor. No less. No less. The Xbox creators for a while were claiming Sony would be 4K30 because they didn't have 4K60 marketing. Thank you for pointing that out, Eugene. All those Xbox podcasts and YouTubers were constantly running with that. Yeah, you're not even going to get 4K60 on Sony. Why? Because Sony wasn't promising 4K60. Yeah, it's going to be a 4K30 box. We're going to be over here with 4K60. That was a constant talking point from the Xbox guys. The anti-Sony guys, the pro Xbox guys. Constantly talking about that. Yeah, you're not going to get 4K60 over there. Why? Because Sony didn't talk about 4K60. So if you're going to try and claim, oh yeah, Sony lied about 4K60, you're looking at the wrong company. The company that overpromised and lied about performance is Xbox, not Sony. That's all right. You're always attacking Xbox, but you're neutral. That's all right. You're a gold badge and I'm saluting you out of here. You can have a red badge and you don't get to hang out here and say stuff like that. That's your last day here. Heartfelt walk to the door. I do not accept false summaries of me, my character, or my content. Take a freaking walk. Hopefully all those amazing Xbox podcasts that don't always attack Xbox, hopefully they're more fun to hang out in than it is here. 
because you're done here. I do not accept that. I spent weeks not talking about Xbox. I spent a month avoiding ABK. And for somebody with a gold badge to say that, take a freaking walk and don't come back. You're no different than the ilk and the smear merchants on Twitter. So go hang out with them. I'm, I'm sure you'll have a ball. Spend as much time as I possibly can making facts-based assessments of the Xbox platform and of the Series S. And when people say stuff like that, no respect for you at all. None. You might as well go boot up some broadcast and get in Discord and yell at some other people and, and do nothing but lie about Xbox and PlayStation. You might as well do that because you're just like them. Yeah, try to find your badge and your ability to hang out here in the same place where the Redfall 60 FPS patch is because they're both in the same place. They don't exist. Twitter's going to get you for that. I can see it now. That's fine. I have a constant stream of comments of people saying, the people attacking you drove me to your channel, and I like your content. So keep making me relevant. Keep driving people to my channel. I don't freaking care. I don't see it. blood pressure my blood pressure is totally fine that was a calm exit i don't abide that nonsense we're having a perfectly fine conversation and people want to run with false narratives and false claims and when i push back on it and say really you're gonna try to call sony to the mat for 4k 60 they never promised 4k 60 you're talking about the wrong company the company that promised 4k 60 native 4k by the way they promised 4K60 with up to 120. Microsoft's the one that did that. Not Sony. Not PlayStation. And when I push back on that, I get told that that's fine. All you do is attack Xbox. Really? It's remarkable to me that stating facts is hating on Xbox. Stating facts. Not to say you're currently doing that, but facts can be used in negative ways too. Did did blame Sony get a patch today? Yeah, I guess so. I noticed you look different. You're missing your rings. Yeah, I took them off last night because I was grilling and I was like touching stuff and having to wash my hands a lot. And I I always take my rings off for that. So they're upstairs next to my car keys. Some people think forget that there's a difference between slander and factual reporting. Sony promised faster load times. Yeah, I, I got faster load times. I have instantaneous switching from dimensions in Ratchet and Clank. They updated my Ghost of Tsushima. When I fast travel in Ghost of Tsushima now, there's literally no more loading screens. Like the loading screens with tips and hints, they're gone. 
I literally was playing the one day and it took me by surprise. I went to fast travel and I went to talk to chat and I was like, boom, and I was like, huh? I was like, where was the loading screen? So I fast traveled again. No loading screen. No wedding ring, now's your chance. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works, Abe. That's all they promised? No. No. Sony talked about 4K. They talked about higher frame rates. They talked about instantaneous. They talked about no load times. They did. They talked about all those things. I've never once gone to the Sony marketing, the splash pages, the the pictures, the commercials. I've never once gone back to any of the PS5 marketing and been like, oh man, they just flat out lied to us. I've never been able to substantiate that claim. People always say, oh, they promised 4K60 and we didn't get it. That's a lie. They never once promised 4K60. They were so non-verbal about 4K60 to the point that Xbox podcasts were saying, you're not even going to get 4K60 on the PlayStation 5. You're going to get 4K60 on the Xbox. Why? Go back and compare the marketing. Microsoft's out here going 4K60, native 4K, 4K60, up to 120, and Sony wasn't saying that. So what did everybody deduce? People deduced that the PlayStation 5 was going to be the weaker box. There were people back then speculating that the Xbox Series S was going to be stronger than the PS5. Full-blown dum-dum. Just full... They they went full, bro. So, it's hilarious to me that back then, that level of spin was going on. And then today, we just completely reinvent history. No, Sony lied. Yeah, they promised 4K 60. No, no, they didn't. But 8K's on the box. Oh, okay. 8K is on both boxes. They're 8K capable devices. Neither device has turned on 8K support. 8K was never in any of the marketing. It, it, it was it was never in any of the marketing. I never saw a commercial from Xbox or from PlayStation. Uh, I never saw a tweet, uh, a post, a picture. They were never talking about 8K. It's on the box to be like, yeah, it's an 8K capable device. And eventually they'll turn it on. Neither Microsoft or Sony have turned on 8K support for either box. It's not a lie. It's no, this is capable. It's not needed right now. It isn't needed right now. Who's who's got who's trying to do 8K anything right now? We've we've come full circle. We've come full circle. 60 FPS doesn't matter. Sony lied about 4K 60. It's like I I I I don't know. I cannot enter that world because it's delusional. I can't empathize with, sympathize with, or relate to that world because it's delusional. It's a complete rewriting of history. It is. You know what's hilarious? One of the guys that religiously clips me, he quite literally comes in and he lies so that I respond to his lie and then he clips it and puts it on Twitter. And he did it yesterday. It was probably one of the most beautiful self-own, own goal, zero self-awareness things I have ever seen. He clipped me calmly dealing with his lie that the reason 
Baldur's Gate 3 isn't coming to Xbox is because of the Series S. Series S is the problem. The memory is the bottleneck. And he was trying to run with some little quote where the devs said, oh, it's a resource problem. We don't have infinite resources. And he tried to spin it to be like, oh, he thinks the resources he's talking about is memory. It's like, no. The further you get in the clip, I clearly established the causality being the memory bottleneck of the Series S, and then the devs saying, yeah, we don't have infinite resources. But you can't skip over that and do sleight of hand and say, nope, uh uh-uh, Baldur's Gate 3 not coming to Xbox is the developer's fault. You're, You're insane. You're an insane person. You, you watch me every day, you do not like me, you do not like my content, and you religiously walk, watch me and intentionally make a new account, lie, get me to respond to the lie, and then clip it and put it on Twitter. You are a pathetic individual. You're pathetic. Imagine doing that with your time. I can't imagine doing that. There's an unlimited amount of YouTube channels that I have no interest in. I don't like their takes. I don't like their content. I don't like what they say. Do you know what I've never done? I've never watched their content. Especially not every day. I've never gone and engaged with their live stream and intentionally typed something up that I know is a lie to get a reaction so I can put a clip on Twitter. Like... I'm embarrassed to be in the same species with somebody like that. Like, you're an embarrassment. Like, that's just, that's weird. Do something better with your life. That There's no way you're happy. How are you, how are you happy? What a weird way to experience life. Like, we're in here having a good old time, having a great conversation. We're two hours into the broadcast, and it's like, and it always happens. Somebody says something that they know isn't true. And when I smack it down, I get accused of, well, you always hate on Xbox. It's such a rigged game. Yeah, well, you know, you know PlayStation sacrifices kittens in volcanoes. No, they don't. That's crazy talk. Get a load of this Sony pony defending PlayStation. No, I'm smacking down something that isn't true. It's, it's, it's just hilarious to me. It's like, I'm going to say something that's not factually true. When this guy smacks it down, I'm going to use that as, a, as evidence that he hates Xbox. Delusional. Absolutely delusional. You, you, it's not even drinking Kool-Aid. You're swimming in it. Eugene says, quite literally, these same creators who were falsely claiming Sony titles would be 4K30 and Xbox was going to offer 4K60 are now saying 30 FPS is fine. You can't make it up. Like I said, you're not drinking the cult following Kool-Aid. You are swimming in it. Angriest Chris with a VIP. Welcome back. They're getting engagement, so why wouldn't they keep doing it? Well, I mean, obviously that's a problem on Twitter that we talked about yesterday. You can run with falsehood, get engagement. We, we looked at IGN's tweet. IGN's tweet about Ratchet and Clank wasn't true. They got a community note, and they have over 2 million views on the tweet. 
that's money. Like, that platform, oh my gosh. You, you can literally generate money, impressions. You can, you can generate revenue by just being a dishonest troll. Did Lono just say he wants to throw kittens in volcanoes? What's good, cowboy? These be the same people angry cancel culture didn't end you. They're just angry and hateful. It's true, Vapor. They're breaking through the wall and shouting, Oh yeah! <laughs> Alright, listen. I need something from y'all. Let's get... Th- Someone give me three singles. Make... Make this say 155. I want to. There's big boys in the chat today, and they tempt them. They can't resist. They can't resist a dunker. X not Twitter. Listen, listen. The only X I know is X gonna give it to you. I ain't calling Twitter X, okay? <laughs> I'm not calling it that. It's Twitter. It'll never not be Twitter. <laughs> I don't care how many times Elon changes the name. AOZ, Zubair, come on, just one more. Just one more. It's so it's so difficult. There it is, there it is. Stop, stop. 155. Alright, now we wait. We've set the trap. We've set the trap. Shh, shh. Just watch it. Oh, Parasito! Dang it! Push it over. Frick you, Paris! <laughs> <laughs> Frick you, Paris! <laughs> Henry Heck did it too. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. 157. Rock and Robin does a five. 162. <laughs> you guys are terrible. Zelda Heart hit six months. Says, what are we waiting for? <laughs> that's funny. Our girl Gina looks bad. Yeah, yeah. Gina Torres is looking real good in uh, in Immortals of Avium. That game looks fun. Eugene's quote in Digital Foundry, they said, can't help but fartly appeal responsible. The Last of Us knockoff has been removed from the Nintendo eShop. Oh, man. <laughs> I was hoping to get to play it one day. That's a bummer. Probably should have grabbed it as quickly as we could. That probably was the right call. Probably should have grabbed it. Okay, you guys have eight minutes to do this. Oh my, I have eight minutes to get everything ready. Well, yeah, I think I can get it all ready in eight minutes. I think I can get it ready. Uh, You guys are not going to want to miss my upload today. It is going to be about... Final Fantasy coming to Xbox, the big deal, and there's been a lot of dumb takes about it, and I engage with them um, on Xbox debrief. I even talk about my man. I even talk about my man, uh, Ginger Prime. Okay. 14. 14 is XIV, right? X, one below the V is 4. Yeah, okay. I always have to do that. I'm like, is that 14? All those, all those letters getting in there. It always hurts. It always hurts my brain a little bit. You know, I'm like, Ugh. All 
I thought you were going to say you need a Series S. <laughs> no, no. I've said if people send me a Series S in uh, in my in my P.O. box, I'll use it to showcase Starfield on the Series S. I don't care if Todd Howard's been playing on the Series S. Uh, I don't have I don't have any confidence in that at all. Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Six minutes. Six minutes Turkish. Uh, visibility. We gotta schedule this. It's a premiere today at noon. You think it would like save my settings? You know, like. Hey, you typically like to schedule a premiere at noon. We're always going to set the default to tomorrow at midnight. We think that makes sense, you know? If you're not paying attention, schedule the video an entire day and a half after when it seems sensible for you to run it, given the pattern and you know how your audience responds. But hopefully you, you don't make a mistake. All right, August 1st, today at noon. I was enjoying doing that voice. So I just kind of kept going. When is Starfield's release date? September the 6th? Is that right? Is that the date? Todd Howard will prevail. Starfield will run fine. (laughs) Well, Bert, I'll put that on the box, you know, when it shows up. I'll be like, it's going to run fine, guys. Todd Howard's going to prevail. How do I know that? Well, Bert told me. (laughs) That voiceover... We just think that you'd like to put it here at this end of the day, and it doesn't really matter what your uh, what the pattern of behavior is on your channel. All right, hang on a second. Don't worry, Lono. AI scheduling is just around the corner. Soon it'll name your streams and make thumbnails for you. Version 2 will call your VIPs a-holes to their faces on Friday. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of here for that, bro. Right? I'm kind of here for that, Zubair. Can you just do everything for me, YouTube? You know? I'm tired of all this typing and you know working. I don't, I don't have time for all of that. Okay, you guys have four minutes to do 13 members. Hurry up. Hurry. Somebody drop a bomb. Push us all the way to 200. Right now, I owe you 20... I owe you 30 members. Dave on D with seven months says, let's go Lono. Thank you so much. That's Lono's real voice. That is my real voice. I, this is me putting on a voice. This is not my real voice. My That is that is my my real voice. You guys over on Kick, you're going to want to come over to YouTube. I'm going to go ahead and shut Kick down. Um, okay. Bam. So with my 30 that I owe you... 3,016. 3,016. So my 30 will take us to 3,046. We're at 163. You missed Predator's gift. Oh, I'm so sorry. I missed Predator's. 163. And Dave Suave just renewed. You guys are running out of time. You only have three minutes. 12 months of member plus from Dave Suave. Can't wait for the thumbnails where everyone has 60 fingers and 20 legs. (laughs) 
29 months from Predator says, uh, don't think you counted my one gifted. I got you, Predator. Thank you, Parasito, for reminding me. And then we're going to bump it to 164. We need a single and a 10 bomb. And then we're, we call it a day. We'll call it a day. Let me give you guys, do I have it featured? Yeah, let me feature the Final Fantasy video on the channel. It'll be the featured video. And I'll give you guys a link in the chat. We will also uh, we will also be um, doing a members-only debrief after this Final Fantasy video, okay? There's the 10-bomb from Parasito. He takes it to 174. He says, come on, somebody. Somebody tag team with Parasito. And then I will owe you 35 members. Parasito says, come on, chat. Do it. Cross the line. <laughs> Cross the line. That's right. That is correct. Okay. If you guys don't see the Final Fantasy video because of redirect failure or you don't click the link in chat, it will be the featured video on the channel. There's actually a lot to talk about. It's a really, really good premiere. It's a really good video. It's one of my longer videos. And we got a five from, oh my gosh, we have seven. So that's going to be 181. 181. Well, look at that. Uh, a 20 bomb would just seal the, the fate, you know, and would just push it all the way to 182. Another one from Hex. I, you know, I, I didn't do this. You guys did this. A 20 bomb would just be like a, just a cherry right on top and take us to 200. And then I would owe you 40 members in the premiere. We're going to the premiere in like 30 seconds. Ray did one. I included Ray's. I included Ray. Uh, Because he did a single right before Paris did his. We're good. We're good. You missed mine? Did I miss Ray's? All right, I'll bump it. I'll bump it to 183. I thought I added Ray's before I did Paris's. Um, I thought I did like an 11, all in one. We got like 30 seconds. 30 seconds. All right, I am going to spam the link in chat, and then we're going to redirect. The premiere is starting. If we get a 20 bomb here at the buzzer, just ride the train over. True Witty's going to do a single. We got to go to the premiere. The premiere countdown is starting. You don't want to miss the premiere. A five from Raijin takes us to 189. Goodness freaking gracious. We're now 11 away. You guys are insane. I will keep adding them, but you guys have to head to the premiere. We've got to end the stream. We've got to shut it down. We've got to go to the Final Fantasy thing. The Final Fantasy 14 is coming to Xbox. You don't want to miss this premiere. It talks all about it. If you want to get more members, we only need 11 more to 200. You can do it in the premiere. I'll see you over there.